0: There's a lot to consider as an entrepreneur when it comes to pricing your products. From diversification, to value, to market intelligence, to actual experience. These are all factors to consider. This week's TEF Audio Stories has Nelly Abogo, I'm the founder of Nelly's It's End Praise Limited,
1: and did I, uh, my business is uh, Be well. share how they went about pricing their
0: products. Welcome to the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories on Entrepreneurship in Africa.
2: Hi, Tony Elumelu Entrepreneurs. Today we're going to talk about pricing your product. Price, you know, you talk about pain points, you know, pricing is really, really, really important. And, um, and I'd like for you to share with, the, with our listeners, how did you come up with the pricing of your
0: product?
1: Um, so the first thing is, um, what I did was I compared um, existing competitors in the marketplace. And I said, well, my stuff is healthier, so it should be more expensive. So actually, if I price it less than theirs, um, then like it's an obvious sell. Right? Um, but then I hired some people who were better than me. Again, you got to hire people better than you. Um, you can't bring your ego into the business. And when I hired people better than me, I was selling on average um, per ticket sales was about... Um, 1500 and they increased it to 2500. And I was like, what? Price it according to what is currently on the market and maybe slightly below so that you can get people interested. But then once you establish, we started these people that came in and increased the prices. This was later on, about six to eight months down the line when I was more established. And then people, you'd be surprised as to what people will pay for an experience. When you come to a store, it's an experience. the The music is amazing. The fruits is amazing. This yogurt is something you've never tasted before. And so it's such a mind-blown experience that um, people pay whatever for it. You know, we're trying to be the Starbucks of Africa. So people pay $6 for a cup of coffee. Why can't they pay $8 for um, a cup of smoothie?
2: And in terms of your product, what, what was the process that you went through to setting the prices for your product?
0: I just, first of all, when I started, I, I, I didn't really know anything about pricing. I didn't really know anything about entrepreneurship. But I just knew that the what I was spending for the production has to be covered. So I just checked how much I bought it from the regular stores around because I didn't go far and wide to get my stuff. And, and I just put in a price. Then I also looked at what other people were doing. And I put it, I just you know benchmarked it there. But then down the line, when I decided to speak, take this more seriously, because by that time when I was starting, it was more like a hobby. So when I decided to take it more serious, my business, business was like was like a hobby, okay. like a hobby yeah. because yeah. I was not really putting um, in the numbers. So when I decided to put in the numbers, so. I had to take into um, recognition every single thing. Even though I was in my kitchen, I knew that I wanted to one day leave my kitchen. Manually went around the VI because I knew knew the location I wanted to go to was VI. I started asking for how much it would cost to rent places. I knew the average place was between 3 million to 3.5. So I shared 3.5 into 365 days and added how many. Banana bread and coconut bread, and I was to make in a in a month, and then just did a little bit calculation. I decided how much it would cost me plus one hour of my time, you know, to make the bread, plus the gas I was using in my house. So I had to inc- include all the stuff. But no, I I realized that when I did that, um, it it was gonna be a high price for my banana bread. So what did I have to do? I had to look for how to include other products. OK, if I could do banana bread, I could do coconut bread, I could add some cookies, add some muffins, and that's where I could expand on the amount the... So you
2: diversified your range?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. by so that the, the rent wouldn't just be on those two products. So I had to add in more stuff and become more creative so that the rent would share among all the other products. And that was how I started. What doing. was it
2: you learned from, you know, a mental learning platform, the, the 12-week enterprise toolkit, you know, pricing your product is, is a is a module. Um, I you know maybe you know for you to share what was it was there anything in that that you learned you then applied to um, pricing your product.
1: I learned that um, comparing like your competitors and doing market research is extremely important when you first start. Um, and these things are um, quite uh, specific, and um, you should be should really take a rigorous approach to it before you go forward. did. Yeah, yeah. um, when I was doing the module, um, what I did was, um, the, the, there's parts of the module where they instruct you on how, like, you need to um, do market research and actually, like, compare yourself to existing competitors, whether or not it's um, uh, a direct substitute or not, just so you can have a general idea as to what the profitability of the... Um, of your business would be.
2: Did you actually also talk to any potential customers on the, road, on the street and say, you know, I'm going to be launching this yogurt, you know, how much would you be willing to pay for it?
1: I actually tried to sell smoothies on the street. Um, it, was, it was tough, but I was surprised. I sold like, I was in the street, went to K2, and you'll be surprised. People were buying smoothies for, like, 500. But there's also a lot of value, in what Nelly said, um, about just kind of doing back of the paper calculations.
2: What was your takeaway from the module on um, pricing your product?
0: The best part of it was the value-based pricing, because for um, I noticed that if I give value, if I give you value, you would want to buy more. If you see that, okay, I'm eating pizza, but I'm losing weight. You will want to continue to be here with me, if you notice that. And then another thing I understood was that I tried to make things that you wouldn't just Google about. You couldn't you couldn't just Google to buy Ugo tortilla chips. You can't Google to buy Zobo jam. Do you know, I had to look for things that are quite unique. You know, and because they can't find a recipe anywhere, they know that they have only me. And they know that vegetable is very healthy, and they want something like a tortilla chips. So bringing those two things together, I could put my price, and they will still buy. To what
2: extent uh, is is it the customer, or your, you know, A, B, and C, D, um, customer that determines, you know, how much, where you set the price for that product, yeah? Um, Or is it the product itself?
0: The product sets the price, not the customers. Why? Because there's some of the products, not all. Why? Because we understand that um, there are some products that are just very unique on its own. I did a calculation, kept it at that pack, and a whole lot of people have actually, you know, been amazed by this product. Same thing I had when I was just trying to explain to them about the banana bread. Because it was called bread. Bread price is 400 naira. Why are you selling your bread for
2: 1,500?
0: Yeah, why are so- you? <laughs> 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 I mean, that is a really high price. <laughs> we use oats. Sure. So we have to make sure we explain all the. So this is where we come in with the marketing. We're breaking it down. We use oats. We use But
2: How are you going to then, are you saying that you're happy with just the small number of customers you have? How do you grow your customer base while maintaining your high price?
0: So, it's, so for now, there are some products that will not be able to be expanded out, do you understand, because of the, the shelf life. Like the banana bread, just like ban- banana, can't, when it's ripe, it can't even stay two days. It's done. It's spoilt. So those ones, it, and it, we don't use any form of preservatives, and that is one thing they love us about. About Nellys, you know. So the other products, like the snacks, yes, we're going to do smaller sizes when we're done with all the regulatory bodies. So that's how you will draw grow. in the customers who can afford
2: it, and then hopefully they'll graduate to. Your high price product. Is that the strategy? Yes. Oh, wow. That. Fantastic. Share with us some of the key aspects, key things that you consider when pricing your product.
1: I think, from a larger perspective, um, when you're looking at data for Nigeria, it's good, like in the broader perspective, but in the nitty gritties, you really have to understand the environment in which you deal with it. So, the key thing is to um, do price differentiation um, according to um, the income categories that you're targeting. Okay.
0: Any other key things? Um, for me, one of the key things was, um, apart from the price differentiation and um, the targeting, was also location. Um, location was also very key for me, and uh, I looked at the demographics. There are some people who, for, for, as I said, were in the A and the B. So there are some. People when you sell some when they have traveled abroad and they have bought all the stuff and you come back, when you call your price, they try to benchmark it with what is sold abroad. So we had to make sure that we keep that standard and it worked for us.
2: You've got lots of, you know, wannabe entrepreneurs, already entrepreneurs who are distinct to you and your um, you know, baptism of fire, your experience of having started a business and running a, you know, you're running very successful businesses. You know, you have customers who are buying your products. Yeah. Um, share with them, you know, some of your key learning from being on the Tony Lumulu entrepreneurship program.
1: The Tony Illumilu Foundation was able to um, uh, provide a, a very good network with other entrepreneurs, as well as um, position me as, um, as a flag bearer. It's kind of like a kite mark, um, in order to let people signal that, like, this business is very legitimate. It has a stamp. And so when we applied for a loan with um, the Bank of Industry, um, one of the things in which the, the, the fellow who granted the loan said was, well, oh, you're a Tony Elimulo entrepreneur. and. Um, that was that also helped out quite a bit, and um, but apart sure from all, but i you
2: off, had to make a business case to the Bank of Industry. Of That's course, it's fantastic that you know. Of course, but I'm just, it just, it, yeah. Like a
1: mark. yeah, yeah. And then it also, um, the um, I, I'll never forget this, and I'm forever grateful for this. Um, the the time in which I got the disbursement, I was actually having um, cash flow issues. And so, the money that um, the Tony Elmulu Foundation gave us really helped us um, smooth that process out. So, and as every entrepreneur knows, or every wannabe entrepreneur should know, that cash, is, cash flow is so important.
0: Okay. For me, um, I'm, the, I'm on the current Tony Mulu Foundation, and so far so good is the publicity. It's been amazing, apart from the network, but the publicity has been amazing. I'm um, just knowing the fact that um, it it kind of gives us like we, a, a solid foundation, like uh, like we are we have arrived kind of feeling, and um, so far so good. Um, we are hoping for more determination, purpose. Passion, impact, doggedness, seal, drive, excellence, dreams, execution, integrity, goal, innovation, success, skill, hard work, intelligence, creation. This is the TEF Audio Story.